Well, we're in a series called Brave. Everybody say Brave. Brave. Well, that sounded pretty brave. Let's try it one more time. Everybody say Brave. Brave. You know, some things you say or do, you've got to have a little attitude that goes with it. Okay? So, you know, we want to make sure that, that that matches. Let's go to our text this morning in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13 and 14. Paul says, Watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave. There it is. Everybody say, Be brave. Be strong and let all that you do be done with love. And so we're in about our fourth week on this, on this series. I am loving this series and, and uh, hearing back from so many the impact that, that this is having. And that's always, always the goal on that. Here's our purpose, okay? Because we want to we know our purpose. Y'all with me this morning? Yes. Here's our purpose. There are key attitudes and actions. Say attitudes and actions. Okay, there are key attitudes and actions prescribed for us by Scripture, therefore by God, that we know, we know these things, we believe these things, we expect these things in other people, we even impose these things upon other people. Key attitudes and actions, but here's the deal. But somehow we exempt ourselves. We opt out. We explain away or try to justify why we don't do these things or why we don't have to. We see it in Scripture, we know it from God, but we, we say, I know the Bible says that, but you, if you only knew my story. You know, and so we try to come up with ways that we don't have to do this. And, and can I tell you something, and I love you so much, but can I, can I tell you something? You can't do that. You can't do that. Because anything that God would tell us to do is for your good. Okay? It shows you what, what gives you life. It's what, it's what helps you. And so honestly, for you to have and enjoy all that God wants in and through your life, that's unacceptable. You can't do it. You can't just know some things, believe some things, expect that in others, and then opt out yourself. Um, that's not fair. It's not right, and it won't work. So my assignment in this is to call you out on that and to uh, challenge you on those things. Uh, and not just be so lovey-dovey that it's like, I know, and your story and all that. And, and just leave you bewildered and defeated. You know, instead, we, we've got to step over a line, so to speak. And so what I've been doing in this series, Brave, is I'm daring you. I'm just calling you out. I'm, I'm daring you. I'm, I'm drawing a line in the sand. I'm saying, come on. Step over this line and really do it. I mean, really do it. And so we've looked at a number of dares already. I've dared you to love I dare you to stop judging other people. I dare you to judge yourself. I dare you to forgive. I dare you to receive forgiveness from God. And here's another one. I dare you to forgive yourself. I dare you to do these things. Your life will change. You're going to see God at work in your life like never before as you do these things. In John chapter 3, and let's scoot on for today here. John chapter 3, starting in verse 14. You out there? All right. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. Y'all remember that? Some of you will. You know, they were getting bit and everything. And so they, bronze snake lifted up. Look at that. You'll be saved. What was that? It was a, a, a foretaste, a foreshadowing of something else that's mentioned right here. Even so, the Son of Man must be lifted up. That whoever... And I'm getting a little ahead of myself here, but go ahead and say, that's me. That's me. Whoever, or as King James and others say, whosoever, believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever, whosoever, there you are again, believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, 
but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned. He who believes in him is not condemned. Uh, But he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So let's look at this real quick. On the one side here, we've, we've got, we'll just use, you know, a, a cross here. We've got God, we've got his love, we've got his son, we've got his plan, we've got his rescue, his salvation, eternal life. We've got all of that going on. And then over here, we've, we've got us. We place a high value on art in this, in this church. We've got us. And you've got all this about God and all that God wants to do and has done. And here's the deal. Apart from him, we are stuck. And and notice that the verse said that if you believed, you would not perish. But if you did not believe, then you're condemned already. But it it said he didn't come to condemn them. But he didn't come to condemn. You're, You're condemned already, which means this. You don't have a connection to that which would save you. So what we're after here is how can I connect with this? And it was repeated in these verses here. You got to believe. Everybody say believe. And if you believe, look at this. God so loved you. He so did all that he did, sending his son, all those things that if you would just believe, you wouldn't perish. If you would just believe, you would have everlasting life. If you would just believe, then you wouldn't be condemned. And so the connector there is to believe. So I want you to look at me this morning. Look at me. I dare you to believe. And I'm not talking about mamby-pamby, politically correct, watered-down, panty-waist, milk-toast, sissified, Sunday school kind of believing. I'm not talking about that. We're talking about raw, real deal, full-blown, hardcore believe. Y'all with me? Not just... Christian, (laughs) praise the Lord. Makes me want to choke myself. You know, it's just, (laughs) I dare you to believe. And when you believe, it connects you. When you believe, that's when things change. When you believe, that's when things start to happen and to move in your life. And if you have an uncle or grandpa or something, and, and I exactly impersonated him, um, no intentional anything on that, okay? Just want to share that. Now, in life, in this life, and I posted this this week, fear, doubt, and unbelief will take you out way before any kind of opposition or adversity would. We're going to have problems. We're going to have enemies. You're going to have setbacks. You're going to have pressure, adversity, and so forth in, in this life. You're going to have those things. And their design is to take you out. But I'm going to tell you what, you can overcome those things unless you have in your life fear and doubt and unbelief that keeps you from being connected. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 and 5 says, For everyone born of God overcomes. Everybody say overcomes. Overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world. Even our, help me, our faith. The same Greek root word there is for faith and trust and believe. So how do, we, how do we overcome? It's by believing. That connects us in the God who helps us to overcome. Verse 5, who is it that overcomes the world? 
Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Say this with me this morning. I believe believe that Jesus Jesus is the Son of God. I dare you to believe. Here's the truth. Everybody believes. Everybody believes. Everybody believes. Everybody has the capacity to believe. I believe everybody has the mechanism to believe. Uh, On whatever topic, whatever situation, whatever is going on, you're going to believe something about it. There's some people that we would call gullible, you know, and, you know, so anything on TV or Internet. Well, I read it there. I saw it there. You know, and and just believe anything. And people got to be careful. And let me tell you, Christians, especially you, don't be gullible. See, we throw something in our life. It's the lever which says, I believe. And then we get gullible. And then people are selling us all kinds of stuff. Well, the earlier services anyway. So, (laughs) And so we want to be careful with this. But everybody, each person has the spiritual mechanism to believe. We're created in the likeness and the image of God. And within you, you have the mechanism, so to speak. You're wired, you're geared already. You have a mind, you have a heart, you have a mouth, you have hands and feet. You have all that it takes to believe and to act on, the, on those beliefs. Everybody has that. And so what we want to do is make sure that we're pushing that in the right direction. Because to believe, let me put it this way. Don't use your God-given ability to believe to then believe there is no God. Or don't use your God-given ability to believe to believe less about God than what he really, what he really is. Amen. So all of this comes down to this. Listen, to believe is a decision. To believe is a decision. It's not even a feeling. It's a decision. Everybody say a decision. To believe is a decision. It's a determination. It's something that you arrive at, an acceptance, a determination, a decision that you make. Uh, And here by definition, to trust, to think to be true, to place confidence in. And you do that with everything, with everybody. You know, you're watching politician on TV and you're deciding, do I believe this guy or not? I won't ask you how that turned out, but... But, you know, for you, for all of us, you know, we're, we're looking or somebody's trying to sell you something or somebody's trying to tell you a, a story and get something from you or whatever, you know, and, and, and we are making decisions all the time concerning this. And I'm, I'm calling you out today concerning God and that you believe God, that you make a decision. I believe God. I believe he is who he says he is. He's able to do what he says he can do. I believe everything that he said because I believe him. Are y'all with me this morning? So we believe, and when we believe and make a decision, I like to put it this way, it's stepping over a line. So if I were to draw that line, I'm calling you over. Come on, step over, are you chicken? Step over the line, because with everything, we come up to that line. And we're, we're trying to decide here, and we say, I, well, but... And we have all these other things on this side of the line to endeavor to frustrate us, confuse us, delay us so that we don't step over that line. But I'm I'm calling you today to make the decision, to dare you to make the decision and step over that line and to believe. Now, listen to me. Decisions, which believing is a decision, decisions translate into energy. Get that principle. Decisions translate into energy. Let Let me try to illustrate this for you. Uh, this morning, especially you ladies, okay, you're trying to decide what to wear to church. 
So you're in your closet and I feel like I look so cute in this. I really love this one, but I saw a lady wear this two weeks ago. And this, and we're, and we're looking back and forth and, you know, and your husband's out there jingling the keys, honey, they only have three services, you know, so kind of thing. So you're, ladies, let me tell you something. You're never going to get dressed until you make a decision. Or you go into a restaurant and the waiter or waitress comes up to you, you know, and uh, hands you the menu. Here's our special today and all of that kind of thing. And then they come back and you've got this blank look on your face. They go, would you like a few more moments to look at the menu? And then just go on, they come back and you're still that way. And then they come back and say, sir, I really hate to disturb you, but we're no longer serving breakfast. We're going to have to give you the lunch. And you're going to starve if you don't make a decision. And finally, they're going to come back and say, sir, I, I, we're really sorry. Maybe we can try this again tomorrow, but we've got to, we've got to close, okay? <laughs> because until you make a decision, you've got to make a decision. Once you do, that translates into energy. You know, from time to time, I have to travel. And the only thing I like less than the travel is packing. I get like air and gas bubbles in my brain when, when I'm trying to pack. I just kind of, I'm trying to think, okay, how many meetings? I got to wear this. And, and I, it's just frustrating for me. And, I, and Alicia goes, just pick some stuff. <laughs> you know, so anymore, I just feel like I'm just going to grab stuff, throw it in a suitcase. And if I look like a dork when I get there, at least, <laughs> at least I'm happy. Okay. But here's the thing. Decisions translate into energy. And the same is true of believing God. Of believing God and what that does that connects with him. In First uh, Kings, and we'll look here in a moment, you'll remember on Mount Carmel there was a showdown between the prophet of God, Elijah, and the 450 prophets of Baal. And here was the showdown, which God can answer by fire. Okay, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Our God answered by fire, okay? Our God answered by fire. Okay, and what happened here... Uh, let me read the verse here. Elijah is calling them out. And in 1 Kings eighteen twenty one, it says, And Elijah came to all the people and said, How long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. But the people answered him not a word. You know why? Because it's like, wow, I, I, I don't know. And, and notice he said, How long will you falter And that word in the Hebrew has the idea to be stalled, to be lame, to I can't move, to waver between two opinions. That also means they're uh, a divided mind, which means you've got to make a decision. And so, church, listen to me. How are you going to handle your life? How are you going to raise your kids? How are you going to have a healthy marriage? How are you going to handle your finances? What do you do when certain things are going to happen in life in this world? What are you going to do? You better make up your decision and hook up with a God who can answer by fire and step across the line and say, I believe him. I believe him. Because listen... How long are you going to falter? How long are you going to waver between, you know, I love God and that's all cool and church is cool and I met some sweet people, but, but this is so much fun and I, I'm, I feel like I'm cool and, and then we're back and forth and I'm telling you what, you're stuck. Yes, yes, yes. 
and frustrating yourself in your life and what you've got to do. I, I'm just daring you this morning. Step across the line. Step across the line. Make the decision. I dare you to believe. In the book of Hebrews, it talks about the children of Israel. And it says that the word that they heard, everybody say the word. The word that they heard did not profit them. It didn't help them. It didn't make any difference in their life. Because the word they heard did not profit them because they didn't mix it with faith. It means they heard it. And, and did you know what? This could happen to you. That you come and you hear the word. You hear God's promises and God's intentions and God's story and God's ability and God's character and nature. And you can, you can hear those things and what God says, how to live your life and what he promises and on how to help you. You can hear all that. But you know what? If you don't connect with it by believing, I mean believing, not just saying, okay, I understand. No, it's not even about that. It's going beyond that. And it's to step across that line and to believe because otherwise it's not going to do you any good. You've got to mix it with faith, and once you do that, once you believe, you connect with it, and that's what makes the difference. I dare you to believe. I dare you to believe God. I dare you to believe not just in God. The demons believe and they tremble. But I dare you to believe God, to believe what he says, to believe what he can do. And the Scripture says that those who put their trust or believe in God, they'll never be disappointed or made ashamed. I don't think y'all are here this morning. If you will believe God, you'll never be disappointed or made ashamed. It also said that if you would believe that God himself would fill you with joy and peace. And I'm just looking out there and some of y'all could use a little joy, peace boost. It also says that that's how we overcome by believing. It also said that that's how the power of the gospel is released for salvation in our life is by believing. And I love this part. It's how we overcome. And here's the part I really love. That on the day that God raised Jesus from the dead, he released a power at that point that raised Jesus from the dead. And the scripture says that that power is still outflowing from the resurrection and it exerts itself over believers, real deal believers that have stepped across the line and said, I believe. And that's what I'm daring you to do today so that you can have that happening in your life. Now. A few weeks ago when I was finishing planning and studying and kind of scheduling out this, this series, and it's a living, breathing kind of thing. It kind of changes, you know, every week as you're planning, but you, you try to get ahead on that. Um, and it's important that you know this. I set some things in motion because I saw, okay, week one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to dare them. I'm going to dare them to love, to just love everybody, to love them, just love them. And then the next week, I'm going to dare them to stop judging people. I would dare them to judge themselves and so on. And then I saw that, hey, on this week, on the fourth week, I'm going to dare them to believe. And at the time that I kind of had that uh, scheduled out, I didn't realize really that it was the anniversary of the church. And then when I did realize, I thought all the more. And then I set something in motion that you'll see here in just a few moments, something I wanted added to the service this morning. Um, that I think it would be a nice touch to say the least. I said, I want, to, I want to do that. Let's get that in too. All under this whole idea of, I dare you to believe. I dare you to believe. Now, let me take you back. It's important that you, that you know a couple things here. August 20th, 1989 was the first Sunday of the church. And today is August 18th, 2013. Last Sunday, everybody say last Sunday. Last Sunday, I was... Uh, up early and praying, getting ready. I'm, and I'm 
trimming my beard in the mirror and thinking and praying and and a thought came to me and I realize now I really think God prompted the thought and it was a I was immediately reminded of 24 years ago now this week 24 years ago of being at my grandma's trailer down in Fruitland Park we stayed there grandma let us use that because it was free and we really needed free okay and so I remembered back first Sunday filled with all kinds of energy both fear and thrilled trimming my beard a lot has changed since then my beard back then was brown and since then my bangs fell off it's all been worth it and I had just this energy going on in the inside of me that I was terrified what's going to happen today And I'm thrilled. What's going to happen today? Uh, My son Lee and daughter-in-law Katie, they just took my grandson to Disney the other day. And he got to ride, he's three, he got to ride Thunder Mountain Railroad. It's a roller coaster. He got on that. I think he's too short, but he got on it. And Lee told me that he just leaned in. He got to ride it twice, once with Katie, and then he rode rode it with Lee. And he's riding it, and he's just like terrified and just leaning in and holding on like this. And at the same time, he's going, woo, woo, yeah. That's how I felt. Well, I'm trimming my beard last week. Y'all still with me? I don't want y'all to say, I went to church, a guy talked about trimming his beard or something. Okay. And then another thought came, and I think the Lord used that first thought to just kind of set me up a little bit. And here's what came into my mind. You have the notes from the first Sunday. I do. And then another thought came through, and it was the title. And I just went, no way. Cannot be. I ran upstairs to my study at home, and I looked in the file where it would be, and it's not there. And on the way up the stairs, I, I felt the Holy Spirit say, it's not here, it's at the office. So as soon as I got to the church last Sunday morning, I, I, I ran to my office and went, went in my study and laid my hands right on it, and I got the notes from the first Sunday of the church. And I want to show you something, okay? And we'll show it to you real quick here. Do you see the title? Do you see the title? I don't know what that does for you. I know what it did for me. It was some kind of huge confirmation. Y'all can, y'all can wipe that now. Some huge confirmation in my life to just dare to believe, to step over that line and to believe. And you know what? I dare you to believe because if you believe, watch what God will do. God is to be believed. Stop waiting for others before you believe. And stop waiting until you've figured God all out before you believe. Because look, look at me. You can't. You won't ever. He's God. He's God. And his ways and thoughts are higher than our ways and thoughts. And he's bigger than us and he's wiser than us and he's greater than us. And he's the potter and we're the clay. And he's supernatural and he does unexpected 
unexplainable things. And in 24 years, I can tell you, there's times where there was a need for provision, protection, direction, help, problem, whatever it would be. And I'm going to tell you the honest truth. 24 years later, I've come to know and trust God more than ever before and know that sometimes he will do things, fix things, help things, provide for things in ways you never could have seen. And still after it's all over, you don't even understand how that fully happened, except that God got you to the other side of that thing. So a God that does supernatural, unexplainable things. I'm okay with that God. I'm okay with that God. I want to challenge you to be okay with that God and stop limiting your, well, I just know how God's going to provide. I don't know how God's going to, I don't know what to do about this. Listen, he didn't have to explain that all to you. He's way, way, way above us. Isaiah says his thoughts and ways as high as the heavens are above the earth. So far, his thoughts and ways above our thoughts and ways. Here's our brain and he's God and you can trust him. You can believe him and I dare you. I triple dog <laughs> dare you to believe. Amen. Now, when I was a little kid, when I was a little kid and our family got saved, we were in a little Southern Baptist church and the pastor had a thing called Pastor's Pals. And so on Wednesday night before service, we'd go in, there were like four of us, we were Pastor's Pals. I still feel good about that. And one of the things we learned was the Apostles' Creed. And there's a lot of forms and variations of that through the years. It wasn't written by the Apostles. It was just kind of a summary of what they believe. It's not everything they believe. It's not everything we believe. But this morning, I want to give you a little remix of the Apostles' Creed. It says, I believe. Everybody say, I believe. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, lived obediently to God, lived and taught peace, love, and forgiveness, healed the sick, cast out demons, forgave sins, raised the dead, confounded the powers that be. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead, and on the third day, he rose again by the power of God. Triumphing over the powers of the devil, sin, death, hell, and the grave, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in the Holy Universal Church, the communion of the saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. This I believe, and I dare you to believe. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare that you, God Almighty, are to be believed. And I pray that today something would go off on the inside of every one of us. That we would no longer falter between two opinions. Though we may have walked with you a long time or just starting our walk with you today. Help us to know. That the bridge, the connection between you, your greatness, your goodness, and our lives and situations is to believe. God, in your infinite wisdom and plan before the foundations of the world, you had a plan in place that Jesus Christ would pay the price for our sins. And you sent him, born of a virgin, born in a manger, 
and he fulfilled your plan. And then 2,000 years later, we are, we are helped and still talking about what you did on that cross and because of your love for us. I pray this morning, every one of us, step across the line. Really be believers and to believe. We pray this in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen.
That's what we're talking about. I believe. Let me have every head bowed and every eye closed.